Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit saymythyroid.com forward slash peptides. Hey, this is Dr. Eric. And in this Q&A episode, I am going to answer the question, what supplements can help with thyroid eye disease? So I want to start out by saying that while supplements can be very helpful for thyroid eye disease, the goal should be to find and remove the triggers. Remember that like Graves' disease, thyroid eye disease is an immune system condition as what happens is that the immune system attacks the tissues of the eyes. And while I discuss some supplements that you might find to be helpful, you of course would want to eat a healthy anti-inflammatory diet, do things to manage stress, reduce your toxic load, and you very well might need to do testing to find certain triggers. That being said, there are three main supplements I want to focus on here, which is based on the research I've done. So it's no coincidence that these are included in my thyroid eye disease bundle, which you can check out by visiting the website thyrosave.com. That's T-H-Y-R-O-S-A-V-E.com. The first one I want to discuss is selenium, as the research shows that selenium can be beneficial for those who have thyroid eye disease. Selenium is a mineral and it's a cofactor of glutathione, which is the master antioxidant and therefore can help to decrease oxidative stress. Selenium isn't just helpful for those with thyroid eye disease, but could benefit people with autoimmunity in general, especially Graves and Hashimoto's. There's a number of research studies showing that it can help to lower thyroid antibodies. Once again, you still want to find, remove triggers, correct underlying imbalances, and not just take selenium, but selenium can be very helpful. As far as dosing goes, a lot of healthcare practitioners will commonly recommend 200 micrograms, and I commonly recommend that as well. Sometimes with thyroid eye disease, you do need to go higher, but you want to be cautious because selenium could be toxic if you take too much. So sometimes I will recommend 400 micrograms, but it depends on the person and the person's body weight. And if someone takes it, they want to just make sure that everything's okay, that they're not having any gastrointestinal side effects or losing hair or having any other side effects that might indicate selenium toxicity. And I usually recommend selenium in the form of selenomethionine. And I will say there are practitioners who recommend higher doses. I interviewed a practitioner who recommend 600 micrograms of selenium to our patients commonly. So I can't say I usually go that high, but just wanted to bring that up. I usually recommend 200 to 400 micrograms, more commonly on the 200 microgram side. The second supplement I like to discuss is berberine. So berberine is an alkaloid compound, and it's found in the roots, rhizomes, stems, and bark of several plants commonly used in botanical and Chinese medicine, including golden seal, Oregon grape, barberry, as well as berberus aristata. And berberine is most commonly used to help regulate glucose and lipid metabolism. And for years, when I've used berberine, that's where I've commonly used it for people with blood sugar imbalances, such as insulin resistance. You know, I can't say that I've been using it to help people with thyroid eye disease for years. It wasn't until recently when I came across the research, which showed that it could help people with thyroid eye disease. And then also when diving into the research, I was amazed that it could also improve the health of the gut microbiome. And the reason why I was amazed is just because I've also used it on many people who have SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So it could actually help to lower 
the bacterial overgrowth. So it acts as an antimicrobial. So I was fascinated to see that even though it can help people with SIBO and other conditions such as H. pylori in some cases, but also can help to improve the health of the gut microbiome. So again, that's pretty cool, but I'm bringing it up here just because of the research, which shows that it could also help people with thyroid eye disease. And then the third supplement I like to discuss is alpha-lipoic acid. Lipoic acid is best known for its antioxidant properties and its ability to support healthy insulin metabolism and sensitivity. So similar to berberine, it's commonly given for people who have conditions such as insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes. But like I said, the research that I came across also shows that can help people with thyroid eye disease, which isn't a surprise since it can help to increase glutathione levels and reduce oxidative stress. And in addition, it could also chelate heavy metals, including mercury and lead. And these heavy metals can potentially be triggers of autoimmunity. Without question, there are other supplements that can benefit people with thyroid eye disease. And so I'd like to cover a few more, starting with curcumin. So a lot of people are familiar with curcumin as they use it for its anti-inflammatory properties. But I came across a study that concluded that curcumin inhibits pro-inflammatory cytokine production, as well as inhibits reactive oxygen species, which means pretty much it reduces oxidative stress, as well as helping to support orbital fibroblasts of Graves' ophthalmopathy patients. And pretty much it says that the results of the study support potential use of curcumin in the treatment of Graves' ophthalmopathy, which is thyroid eye disease. Next, I'd like to chat about quercetin. So quercetin commonly used for histamine issues, such as histamine intolerance, also just common allergies. And also it has antiviral properties and viruses also could be a trigger of autoimmunity. And so the study I came across concluded that inhibition of pro-inflammatory cytokines by the natural product quercetin in both primary orbital fibroblast and tissue culture provides the basis for its potential use as an anti-inflammatory agent in the treatment of Graves' ophthalmopathy, again, thyroid eye disease. Since this episode focuses on thyroid eye disease, I figured I'd let you know about my thyroid eye disease bundle, which includes three products that can help with your thyroid eye disease condition. The first is SMT Immune, which includes proteolytic enzymes, botanical extracts, and polyphenols designed to promote a normal inflammatory response and support the body's antioxidant status. The second product is selenium in the form of selenomethionine. And the third product is SMT Berbola, which supplies berberine and alpha-lipoic acid. Studies show that both berberine and alpha-lipoic acid can benefit those with thyroid eye disease. To learn more about my thyroid eye disease bundle, visit tedbundle.com. Next, let's talk about vitamin D. So vitamin D, a lot of people are familiar with vitamin D deficiency just because a lot of functional medicine practitioners will test for vitamin D, including myself. I run a 25-OH or 25-hydroxy vitamin D test on most of my patients. And so vitamin D is more of a pro-hormone instead of a true vitamin but either way, it's important to support the immune system. Many people understand that vitamin D is important for bone health because it increases the intestinal absorption of calcium, but also it has anti-inflammatory properties. And it will be very difficult to suppress the autoimmune component if you have a vitamin D deficiency. And I actually came across a study that showed 
that vitamin D deficiency is significantly associated with ophthalmopathy in patients with Graves hyperthyroidism, Graves disease, but not Hashimoto's thyroiditis is what the study concluded. And I also need to mention that you want to have optimal levels of vitamin D, usually greater than 50, or some practitioners will say 60 to 80. And if you're looking at nanomoles per liter, then that's higher. You want like at least 125 nanomoles per liter, but the United States units, nanograms per milliliter, you want it to be at least 50, if not above 60. I usually like to see my levels and usually do see my levels in the upper 50s, lower 60s. Then there's the debate of sunlight versus supplementation. So you could get vitamin D from the sun. I don't get as enough sun as I should. So I rely on supplementation. I take 5,000 IUs per day of vitamin Z. Also should mention whenever you take vitamin Z, you want to take vitamin K2 because that helps to guide the calcium into the bone. And I'll probably do a separate episode on vitamin Z because I don't think I've had one up until this point. But you, of course, can and should try to get more sun exposure. But I will say that even people in sunny areas like Florida, California, Arizona, a lot of times they're deficient in vitamin Z. That also could be because in some places like Florida or Arizona, it could be so hot where people don't want to be outside. So they're inside where the air conditioning is. But there are people that also have a genetic polymorphism of the vitamin D or VDR receptor. And so even if they get a lot of sun exposure, they might still have low vitamin D levels. Just something to keep in mind. Really, the only way to know is by testing. I test my levels once a year. But if you haven't tested yet, you might not only need to do an initial test, but maybe a few months later, do another test just to see if supplementing increased levels, which it almost definitely should. Like I said, there are some people who have that polymorphism. And when they have the polymorphism, usually the supplementing with vitamin D will usually help. Sometimes I might need higher amounts. But yeah, so if you haven't done so already, I would highly recommend testing for vitamin D. And then the final supplement I want to mention here is omega-3 fatty acids for example, fish oils. And so omega-3 fatty acids can greatly benefit those with inflammation, including thyroid eye disease. And if you're eating a good amount of fish, let's say like three times a week, maybe you don't need to supplement. It's one of those catch-22s. I usually don't recommend eating a lot of fish because of the higher amount of heavy metals and PCBs and other environmental toxins. I can't say I eat a lot of fish. I've been supplementing with omega-3s for years. But if you want to see if you're deficient, you could definitely do a fatty acid panel or even just an omega-3 index test. In fact, I recently tested my wife and had her do a fatty acid panel just because she doesn't eat a lot of fish, just like myself. I don't eat a lot of fish. We both don't eat a lot of fish, but she wasn't good about taking supplements. And so she did a fatty acid profile and her omega-3 index definitely was low. And so that encouraged her to take the fish oils regularly, especially anybody with thyroid eye disease or another autoimmune condition. Again, most people with thyroid eye disease have Graves disease. So either way, even if someone has Graves without thyroid eye disease, a good idea to take omega-3s. And I recommend fish oils if someone is vegan, vegetarian, there are other sources such as algae oil. I mean, there's things like flax and walnuts, but usually not going to get enough omega-3s from eating walnuts or chia seeds, for example, or flax seeds. I didn't come across any research specifically showing that omega-3s can benefit those with thyroid eye disease. I did come across studies which show that it could benefit people with dry eyes. 
but a lot of people have dry eyes, not just people with graves. But that being said, again, omega-3 fatty acids definitely could benefit different types of inflammatory conditions. So that is my response to the question, what supplements can help with thyroid eye disease? I hope you found this Q&A episode to be valuable, and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.